Hey, sister girl. Hey, how are you? Hello. I'm dragging ass, but I don't know what it is. It feels like a Wednesday, but it's not. And then I woke up early, but it feels like I'm running late. So other than that, I'm oh. good. <laughs> good, 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 good. So we're fast approaching the month of love that I call it or My President's Month. Fa- no, 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 oh, no, no, no. Oh, your birthday, your birthday month. Oh. <gasps> How could you not? This is the most important month of your life. The, fe- the February know. month is special. It's special and it everything. It is very special. We can't forget it. We've never been able to forget it even when we were J-dubs. No, made, no, no. You made sure that everybody knew that it was your special month, even though you weren't treated it's specially. My, exactly. It's my, And I don't mind sharing with my favorite holiday, which is the holiday. Well, people don't even look at it as a holiday, but it should be looked at as a holiday. The Amor. Was- love Uh, it's more like a hallmark holiday wow since we're like mm, borderline psychoanalyst because we're crazy ourselves and this and that (laughs) i have one important question to ask you um first of all first of all how many relationships have you had that you consider relationships okay so staples staples let me see you know, when you say staples, I think of the store. No, like staple relationships, not the fly-by-night relationships, right? With, I mean, no, I mean, unless you... The ones that impacted my life. life. Yes. Great way to say it. All right. Hold on. Let me count because I, I wasn't prepared for this question. Puta madre. Five. I told you I can count them in my head. Five. And from your five relationships that you consider them relationships, what have you learned from them? Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Well, the first four, I learned that I, I'm a bad picker. I was a bad picker for the first four because I just jumped into those relationships. Um, but I did learn like, huh? Go ahead. Go ahead. I did learn underlying stuff. Like we're, we're the bottom line is we're two different people coming together. So we both had a lot to work on. And before on some of them, before I even gave it that good old boy try, I jump shipped. <laughs> no, it's funny that you, that the words that you use, because one thing that my ex mentioned that I was like, I don't find it as important is, okay, so you said you learned that you're two different people coming together. Is it important to have some type of common stuff? Oh, was a word I was Like what? What is important first, to you common? Now, now, oh, after my learned, mistakes, basically. I've learned. Yeah. And this sounds, this is going to sound, some people are going to take this as I'm a bad thing. It's not, I'll say it first and then I'll explain what I was trying to say right now. Culturally, it's important to be in sync. So if you, I know it sounds racist, but it'd be easier if two cultures date rather than one, rather than two different cultures, because it's, it's difficult to try to teach somebody that isn't open to your culture, how important certain things are 
you know, important to you culturally. Did that make sense or te hice un enredo? It, it makes sense. It's, it's ironic because you've always chosen a different culture. Yes, yes. I knew you were going to say that. And look what I ended up with. I know. That's what trips me out a lot. Yeah, because I think that had a lot to do. Now, the second staple in my life, you know who I'm talking about, the second staple, which we will call asshole here, he was he really adopted our culture, right? He was really in seek. Actually, the first and the second were really okay with our culture. They wanted to be part of our culture. So that was easier to maneuver. But there it's still very it, it was still very hard, hence why my kids lost the Spanish language. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Hence mm-hmm. why the kids lost the Spanish language, because me speaking to them in Spanish was very difficult because nobody else in the household spoke Spanish. They so would only get start- it from you guys or myself, but their parent, their other parent didn't speak the language, which made it easier for me just to speak English. And hence they lost that Spanish with now, both of them, that was their first language. Yes, it was. So now that you mm-hmm. bring that up, I didn't realize until you're bringing it up right now. And I guess that's why I'm very like shocked with El Don and how you, you know, you're so into him is mm-hmm. I didn't think culture was so important to you. When did you start realizing that your culture was important to you? Late in life. After the, after the last relationship. Do you think it he dawned need- on me? No. No, it was before I even met him. As a matter of fact, remember the list we talked about that I had? Yes. The list that I, I presented to my higher power to if if I had if I was gonna date again. Um, this is a you know, this list of requirements is what I wanted. It was definitely on the top five of being Latino. So it was even before I met Erdon that I realized to make it easier for me be Dating or being with a, a Latino would just make it everything a lot easier. I mean, down from raising kids to holidays to why I do certain things. I mean, we're finding now that baby girl is born, we're finding we're like those crazy, the lies your mother has told you, we're passing it on to sunshine to do with the baby just because that's just part of our culture, right? Is, Mm -hmm. you know, just recently I sent him the red bracelet, the malojo, protection of malojo. And, you know, it's hard to explain to another culture why that is so important for that baby to wear that. Just to, just to explain, because maybe people can't tell, you know, I know we've posted pictures of the grandbaby, but what culture is the baby's mother and that side? Um, Asian, Asian, anything specific? Japanese, Japanese. Okay. So how are they? Well, like, were it's, they open to it? I saw the bracelet. I, I saw the picture. Yeah. Were they open to well, it or? I haven't gotten feedback. Um, it, it was just, it was just delivered yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first thing he said when he opened the packages, is this a Hispanic tradition? And I knew why he was saying that, because that's what he's going to have to explain to the baby mama. And of course, her parents that are there right now, that mm-hmm. the baby is wearing this on her left ankle um, because of the Hispanic tradition. And I know because Junebug was there, spent three weeks there, I believe. 
Mm-hmm. Was it three weeks, Trish? Three about weeks, three right? weeks yes. Yeah, about three weeks. I know that they questioned a lot about how we, our behavior, our behavior being the traditions that we're passing down to Sunshine. They questioned it a lot. Not questioned it in a bad way. I didn't get that feedback, but questioned it in a very curious way. So to me, make you know, going around to the to the original question, if baby mama was Latina, Sunshine putting a red um, bracelet on her ankle wouldn't even be a question. Maybe on the ankle part, you need to clarify why it's on the ankle. Oh, I put I I instructed to put it on the ankle because it has the bead of the ojo. And it has the beat of her initial. So the baby is doing a lot of, um, she's a newborn, right? She's doing a lot of flinging. So she flings her arms and I don't want that baby to, and she sucks on a pacifier. So if that baby so happens to suck on her wrist, there's two beads on it. I don't want any tragedy to happen. So for safety precautions, because she's a newborn, a baby, I told him to put it on the ankle, which is also acceptable with this tradition. Okay, but it's usually a bracelet. It's usually a, people put it on 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 your wrist, of course, but and, for safety. And, and you said something. it's for what? What is it? The bracelet. El malojo. So el malojo to us, tra- verbatim translation is bad eye. So any um, this will protect her from any, let's just say, jealousy, invidia, um, any like bad. Any bad thoughts, bad intentions, sorry, any bad intentions. Now, you know, people say, oh, my God, who's going to look at a baby that way? Well, I have an example. So remember a few episodes back, the lurker on my end, not your end, the lurker on my end. Well, um, for two reasons. Let me specify this. We're putting and I'm 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 a. I did this and you have done it and we put it on the, on the Instagram and sunshine has done it with permission of sunshine. We immediately post pictures of the baby right now. The internet is open to anybody and everybody. You don't know what intentions are out there. Um, Bad. Let's just say for layman's term, bad jujus or bad thoughts. All you need is a picture of someone. That's all you need to send bad intentions or bad vibes. So I know for a fact the lurker has seen this picture of the baby. I know that Um, because there's mutuals not on my end, not on my end. There's mutuals on another social media. Mm. And I know this mutual has a connection with her and showed her. It it just happened because of the comment that she made, this person made to Sunshine. I know that there was, and I, and I'm speaking this way because I, I didn't get, no estoy chismeando, even though we, we, we do that, but no estoy chismeando. It's just facts. Listen, the, 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 the comments weren't negative towards the baby, but the comments were very negative towards the relationship of what that baby's going to have with their don. Mm. And so immediately I said, that's when I ordered it because I was going to take it to him when I went and I was going to put it on her. But immediately I sent it and I said, put it on yeah, her was immediate shocked. now, now. Yeah, I was shocked. Another yeah. example that is a very layman's term would be somebody that's interested in the baby's daddy and 
wishes bad upon maybe the mom, but it goes through the baby is another right. like traditional thing. So it's, it's any bad thoughts, any negativity, any jealousy, right. it, it can affect the baby because the, the fact of the matter is the baby's new to the world and they are just innocent. I mean, open. and that's not yeah. open and that's just not maybe people that are ultra religious um, can see that, but just spiritual in itself, right? The baby, yeah, it's not the religion, religious with the innocent being, and I've yeah. seen that with other cultures where they put the red string around the baby. There's different cultures that do believe in that. Um, going back to the theme or what I had asked you, so basically with culture, now let's say that you, because um, I've always mainly dated Latinas. Um, because that was my thing. My thing was I wanted to have something in common. But do you think that just being Latino or whatever your culture is, is good enough? No, no, really? there's other, no, absolutely not. Now, like I said, if you if you paid attention, I said it would make it easier. Ay, grosera. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> I just think it would make it easier in mm-hmm. everything if the person understood or was part of that culture. It just, to me, it was, it made it easier. Not at all. Is it a make it or break it? Is it like, you know, two culture, two cultures can't mix. No, nothing like that. Because obvio, all my kids are two cultures. Obvio, they, they sought out different cultures in their significant others. So that it, it will work. I mean, look at the baby, look at the baby. Her, her significant other is not, our culture, but he tries so hard to be acceptable, accepted and um, adopt our culture, like doesn't question it. So if you have somebody like that, then absolutely it's going to work. Right. So it's not a make it or break it basically. So then if you're giving advice now at your age to someone that's younger, that might be listening, what should what is it that makes a relationship then? What do you need? What are the ingredients? Like you're going to make a lemon pie. You have to get lemon. You have to get flour. I don't know how to cook. What is a relationship? What What are the ingredients needed in a relationship? Oh, my God. Why didn't you give me this before the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> you want um, me to tell you what I've learned from my previous relationships and then you. Okay. So, a- yeah, let's let's go back because I like how you ask me the questions, but you don't Mm -hmm. answer them. And so after when I'm editing, I'm like, wait a minute, she never answered it herself. So yes, please. What did I, okay. First and foremost, let me go back. What I've learned is cold. I put it up there cultural. It'll be easier, but I learned about myself more than I, I learned myself. I learned about myself and that is important. Learn about yourself as a person before you get into a relationship. Mm, I like that. Mm-hmm. Learn, learn. That's very important. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that further because um, that once you learn about yourself, you're gonna know how it is that you deserve to be loved. Exactly. And you're also gonna ner- learn what you shouldn't settle for. What boundaries? Most important. What boundaries that you should not settle for? Because those boundaries are important for yourself. Now, can I can I interject here and in parentheses? If you hear what sounds like snoring in the background, I have a five year old Boston Terrier who is 
attached to me like no other. She won't leave the room unless I leave the room. She's she's sleeping in the in the podcast room. So I apologize in advance. Go ahead. Okay. Um, so what have you learned about yourself? Oh, I the number one thing that I've learned out of all these relationships that I've been in and because of the especially the last two that I've had is if you have to think about it, then they aren't the one. And by that, I mean, if you sit there one day and or not just one day, but it's a consistent running theme in your head where you're like, why did I pick her? Or why am I with her? Or am I in love with her? Or how do I love her? If you have that running through your head, they are not the one. Because you're constantly, you're constantly questioning yourself as to, are they the one? Wow. I, yes. So when you tell me stuff like that, I go back, right? I go back in time. Yes, questioned. Yes, questioned. Yes, questioned. The two last ones, I never questioned, which is El Don and the previous relationship. I never, I never questioned that one. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously that one didn't work out for other reasons, but I never questioned those. Yeah. So if they, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. If you have to yeah. question, and then when you were saying that, I I thought you were going to go, if you have to question if they love you, that's ooh, that's a that's a red flag. That's a that's yeah. a definite. That's a definite yeah. one. That's a definite one. Um, how about being with someone who chooses you every day, not just when they are in the mood for you. Explain that. Okay. Let's say right now I had a big, big issue yesterday at work. I mean, it was like, it wore me out. I feel sick. I, if I was with a partner, would I want to call my best friend or would I want to call my, and this is a big one for me. Would I want to call my best friend or would I want to call or you or whoever, but, or my partner that I'm with. And that was one thing with number 24 that I kept running into where I was having drama outside of the relationship and I wanted to call my best friend. My best friend was the first phone call that I would make over the issues. Okay, wait. So let's pause. Mm -hmm. First of all, I said five and my sister said 24. Let's just, let's notate, let's take note of that. Okay. Okay. But, Second but, of all, <laughs> how do you keep track of twenty four? There's no absolute. I no called way. her. I called her number twenty four because she was a, the twenty fourth person that I remember as far as women that I've had sexual interactions with or that stood out. But I think she was relationship number. Hold on. I think she was relationship committed relationship number. Wait, hold on. Dun, 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 four. Dun, dun. Number four. Number four. Okay, so how many overall committed rela- how many staples? Now I know you say you think of the yeah. freaking store, but you know what I mean. Yeah. How many staples I, I believe, in your life? I believe I've had five. Just right up ah, right off. Five because I brought up five. No, I mean out of the twenty-four that you quote, I only quote because you said twenty-four, mm-hmm. only five were significant relationships. That lasted a year and above. Puta madre. Mm-hmm. That lasted <laughs> a year and above. And ha- number 24 happened to be about four years running. Okay. So let's, close, let's close go back. Let's not, let's not sidetrack. So number 20, 
you would run to your, okay, but is it wrong to run to a best friend before you run to a significant other? I'm only asking, and it's a God honest question because I don't have that best friend. I don't. Because of the, well, with me, it would, it is wrong. I mean, in my personal opinion, my best friend is female. My significant other is female. Why was I choosing to go to my best friend first Mm. with the issue than with my partner? And it was because my, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so putting that aside, that was me choosing someone else over her to discuss my issues with my problems because she made me feel that way. Now putting myself, the reason why I also am very um, big on this and it goes back to number 24, I'm going to give you a very, very simple, I mean, this is simple, but it was the running theme throughout a relationship with her. So when we first hooked up together, um, it was during the world series of baseball. Um, that's how, that's how we like started talking. Basically the Dodgers were, were playing. So then that would be, let's say about September, October, let's say, let's just say it started then mm-hmm. in December, the job that she worked at, um, it, they threw like big presents, big fucking presents to, um, for the, for the employees. And so she told me the list. They would give them a list before the, and at this point, you know, so it's December and mm-hmm. we're pretty much like committed. Okay. And so then, and, and this is our, f- our first year and there was like a trip. One of them was a, a trip for two, like a little cruise through, you know, Mexico and bullshit stuff. Right. So mm-hmm. she's going through the list, sharing this list with me. I'm listening and I'm not one Lynn. I've never been one. To, like, to me, whatever you choose is what you choose. But for some reason, now I'm older. With her, I was older. It stood out. So she goes through the list and she says, I'm going to pick the PlayStation. And so then I said, <laughs> how many controllers does this PlayStation have? Because usually when you buy the, the PlayStation, it goes with one controller. It goes with one, right. And she said, One. And then I stayed very quiet and she was very aware that I stayed very quiet. And she said, why are you quiet? And I said, are you going to buy a controller for me to play with you? And she said, no, you can do that if you want. Oh, now that was three months in. Right. But for some reason that stood out to me. And I was like, if I was in her shoes and I didn't realize this until her, if I was in her shoes, I would have probably picked the the cruise or something else that would include both of you right yeah and that my sister was the running theme in our relationship the close to four years that we were together it was exactly that she thought about herself to me that i was just gonna say to me it's it's more like a selfish trait she was selfish so for your point on in the love sandwich that you're building for your uh-huh. point is the ingredient of be with someone who chooses you every day, not just when they are in the mood for you is don't be with somebody who's selfish. And you would think that's a, an ovio, right? Ovio, don't be with somebody, but it's not because little things like that, yeah. you don't notice until 
the situation right. comes up. And, and, and you tend to, you know, like I right away started thinking, am I being selfish that I want her to pick something that includes me? But the running theme now, looking back, I was right. So right. I, I had, yeah, I was right. I was completely right because it, immediately I thought, it, and, and this is something now I'm learning while I'm talking to you and I usually do this. If I questioned it, I should have gone with my gut because that right there's a commonality. I thought to myself, I would have included her. I would have picked something that she couldn't be, be included in. And that right there, and I hate using red flags because the old women that now are my right. age are red flag, red flag, but that should have been an exclamation mark to me. Right. Absolutely. And now, now I learned that. And it's something small. Like if you already, if something already stands out, don't excuse it as, well, that's something small. I'll put it aside. No, because, because you're it's settling. Gonna... Yes. You're settling that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So keep building the okay. sandwich. Okay. So my next part of my sandwich would be unconditional love does not mean unconditional tolerance. Ooh, you're deep today. Did you take I a am. deep pill? I did. <laughs> I did. I did. I did. <laughs> wow. Unconditional love does not mean unconditional tolerance. Mm -hmm. Now, you know how where I stand with the unconditional love. So we're not going to go over that again. You know that I don't believe in that crap. But can you explain that? On my last relationship, you know, I got up, I moved, I quit my five-year job that I was in that I loved. Um, and I thought, you know, it was it was our first dinner together, our first our first meet. Now you got to remember who I went from. What I just explained is twenty four. Yeah, number twenty four. And what I just explained was the basis of the whole fucking relationship. You know right. that she just thought about herself. You you said selfish. I didn't call it that, but yes, that was her. Yes. So we're sitting across from each other on our our, our first meet. You know, we had Facetime, we had it talked. You know, and we're sitting across from each other and. She was sneaking pictures of me. Number 24 never took a picture of just me and hardly ever took a picture with her own phone of her and I together throughout the relationship. Never. So I started being the same way. So I, 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 I noticed that she took a picture of me. So it stood out to me while we're eating, while we're eating, she's sitting across, across and I, I'm looking at her eyes, Lynn. And she was looking at me like literally, literally, I could see the hearts on her pupils, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. something that I had not like a cartoon, like, wow, is this fucking for real? You know, like in my, wow, like she's opposite of what I had. Right. Mm -hmm. Moving together, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm considering that like, like a fuck she's, you know, unconditionally loving like me. Green light, green right? light, green light, green light. Let's do this. Right. So then when we move in together, she starts like rolling her eyes over the simplest things. And I didn't realize until I was with her that the rolling of the eyes and the sucking of the lips, the teeth is a trigger to me. Like when she would do that, it triggered me. And I didn't realize this. It triggered me to when dad would fucking get mad at me, like, because I was walking too slow or whatever, you know? So it triggers, mm -hmm. there's it's like a trigger where I, I get like all my, my, my flight or fight emotions 
are like, like just imagine the, the cartoons where you see the little lines going around it. So, you know, they have that anxiety. That's mm-hmm. what it would trigger. So I started telling her because she's a therapist. I told her when you do that, it's triggering me, you know, and I was trying to choose my words, you know, when you do that, it triggers me. And her response as a therapist, being in that profession, but as a person, her response was, (laughs) how mature. So to me, since she loved me unconditionally, and I put that in quotes, should I tolerate that aspect of her, even though it was like very triggering to me, like it, it, it's put me on edge because I felt like I was disappointing her in everything that I did. And I'm not a dirty person. It wasn't that I was leaving my underwear around or anything. She found one dot, one dot on the mirror of water that splashed onto that mirror because I would go over it según yo, before I went to work and after I used it. And, and then I was like, Oh my God, I fucked up. I fucked up. So I try to work yeah. on it, but, you know, at my but age, I was just going to say, is that a you problem or you're I putting try- it a, a her problem? Like in your mind right now, as we sit here, obvio, it didn't work out. So mm-hmm. obvio, that was part of the issues. There was more to it, not just her smacking more her lips. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but the smacking of the lips, was that a, a you problem? It was a me problem that I was trying to work on. But if 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 it was triggering me. If it's something that I'm like trying to work on really hard, why? Then she, she, oh, she, she should have worked on her smacking of the lips. Is it I get that. Small. It's something small yeah. that okay. she could have. And, and there's, there was bigger issues, but you yes, know, when, yes, yes, yes. when you small. looked at it as, as, oh, she's looking at me as an unconditional love. It was more like, she's looking at me as lust. So let's not confuse lust with love. And you did confuse those. Mm, yeah, I guess so. But that's, but in my words, I started learning that just because they love me unconditionally or I love them, what I think is unconditionally something let's reverse it to her. She loved me unconditionally, but she couldn't get over past the, the past the thing that I was like, I would comb my hair and leave one hair on the sink. Okay. So that isn't unconditional love. But in, saying, in, there's no such thing because she only loved you if you picked up the one hair that fell in the sink. Pero Unconditional love is I, I'm just saying, then there's, we go back to Linda's theory. There is no such thing as conditional, unconditional love. And then, so, yeah. Yeah. All right. So unconditional love does not mean unconditional tolerance. Boom. Yeah. I bet. Add the mayonnaise. Vamos. Okay. So. Maturity was when I realized that their wants are just as important as mine because of Boom. number 24. Boom. So you said it as, as a first person. Okay. Cause the, the first four ingredients you were putting it as a second person, meaning you were t- saying what they, right. They, yeah. But this yeah. one you're saying you, your maturity level Mm-hmm. Your maturity is when you, Trish, mm-hmm. realize that their mm-hmm. wants are just as important as yours. Boom. This also was a light bulb moment for me late in life. Um, their wants were as important as my wants. Mm-hmm. And yours so, was more, yours was, you were more focused on your wants in, when you were immature. Right. 
Yes. And it totally, I did a totally 180 with. What made you, what made you do that 180? What, what, when was the light bulb moment that you were like, wait a fucking minute, his wants are just as important as my wants? When I counted the, the breakups. And I said, what, remember that walk that I told you? That walk was a very, that walk in the evening with you and I, when mm-hmm. we were walking, you took me out to walk because I needed fresh air. Mm-hmm. I realized there's something wrong with me. If these aren't working, it's me. It's me. Something is not working on my end. Because yes, there were major issues on the, on their end, but I, I didn't have control over that, right? So I needed mm-hmm. to fix my end mm-hmm. first. And, and I did realize that I, in that way, my wants had to shift or my, my perspective, meaning he's as important. His wants are as important as mine. Mm -hmm. So what about you? When did you realize that? With number 24, when number 24, um, I had a lot of wants, small things. I'm not a person that says, I want this, I want that. Small things. Like, for example, that PlayStation. Then I wanted the controller. I could have easily bought my own controller to play with her. But to me, it was like a point, you know? So I'm driving three and a half hours away from you. You can't have a controller. Because that's what she would do is sit and and play her game when she initially got it. Play her games. And I would drive three and a half hours away to lay on a bed because she didn't have her own place to lay on a bed watching her play games that I did not even like. And that's when I was like, wait a minute, what about my wa- my wants? Because I never, ever, ever put my wants ahead with any women. So with her, it like really stood out. And I was like, and then it started just becoming this chore where I was like, fuck, I just threw three, three and a half hours away through LA, through magic, you know, by magic mountain, past magic mountain, you know, that drive. And what about me? And I'm just sitting here, you know, because I suffer from insomnia, watching her play. Because it's not like I was going to go and crash and go to sleep, you know, after work. So that's that's the light bulb moment. She was like the really, really big time light bulb moment for me. Yeah, I like that. And also, just a, just a notation here. I can never be with somebody that plays video games as an adult. I just couldn't do it. I, 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 I'm not going to knock it down because if, I, I, I'm not going to knock it down because I like certain games, but no, I don't have my own, my own, you know, PlayStation or anything like that, but I, yeah. I'm not going to knock it down. I just be like, you know, you'd rather sit in front of the screen and play games where we can be out enjoying the sunshine or doing, I don't know. I just can't. I, 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 I hear mom's voice in my head. Pick up a book. <laughs> Read a book. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I right. can use Okay. okay. So the other one, um, let me see. Be mindful of who can access you. Access is a privilege, not a right. This, the therapist girlfriend taught me. And it had to do with our parents. A ver. So, dive, so into dive into that one. So, you know, the parents were always like, asking me because I'm the one that didn't have the kids, my computer's not working, my Facebook, social media, whatever. They were accessing me and I would be like stressed from work or something. And you know, your father, that shit had to be, you answer his call now and you take care of it now. So to her, to her, she was like, 
you're allowing, because it would stress me out. And then it would anger me. Then it would be this big anger. And then the bottom line was I was angry at myself. I realized I was angry at myself because I allowed them to access me at an inopportune time. I allowed them to just reach out and reach me. I allowed them that access at whenever they wanted to access Mm. me. Okay. I could see that. So it should be a privilege, not a right. And I always thought that they had a right to that access to me Oh, because they were my parents. Wow. So okay. it's the same with the partner. Como que no te gustó that one? I, I, it just, I don't know. I have to really, that one has to like sit on me. Like mm. with the partner, I, I get it with the outsider, right? With the parents, mm. but we're talking about a relationship here. Mm-hmm. With a partner, so to me, I go back to my current relationship, right? It's the one uh-huh. that's worked, the one that I feel is worked, okay? Mm-hmm. So a la- access to me is a privilege, not a right. So that means access to him, I should view it as a privilege, not a right. But yet we're in a partnership. I mean, look at your negative relationships, what okay. access did you allow them? Did they go overboard on your access? Did you like spending time on the toilet for certain hours and then they were intrude? Because that happened to me also with the therapist. I'd be like, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to sit down on my throne, porcelain throne, and just relax for five minutes. Hey, your patas don't go numb after five minutes. I'm sitting on the- a bathroom is a shit and split, not an internet cafe. You know how it is for me. I, I love know. to take hours. You're mm-hmm. so a man. So, okay. I, I don't know. I don't know. That one has to sit on. I have to sit okay. on that one. I, I don't know. Okay. Let's go. Okay. So then I have, it takes knowing and loving yourself to finally meet, quotes, the one. Yes. That's what I've learned late in life. And if I can just tell those those youngsters out there, it, it's it's yes, it takes knowing and loving yourself for, to finally meet the one that that right there it, that solidifies everything in my life in my love life. It takes knowing and loving yourself to my finally meet the one. Why is that so important? Because then you know what you will tolerate and what you will not tolerate. And then you have your boundaries and then you know what you will, what you should not settle for. So the first three in my life, I settled. The fourth, I was willing to settle if he would have, if he would have said, we're going to work at this. I was even going to settle for something that I was absolutely no no big no my whole entire life i was like absolutely will not tolerate this but i was willing to settle for that and that thank God, god he wasn't going to no this is number oh, okay four. okay 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 um, so confusing. yeah mm-hmm. so yeah so now knowing before i met knowing and loving myself i knew there was things that there was no way i was going to settle for there was because no way it was going to work if I settled for it. 
Because if you love yourself, you know, again, I'm going to go to my very first statement. When you love yourself, you know how you deserve to be loved. Yes. It's not only in, it's, it doesn't happen until you finally love yourself, which I would say with me has been two years in the making. The past two years is when I finally learned to love myself. What you see right now is me loving myself. Wow. And it's still something that I work on. It's still something uh, that I work I, on. And it's something I have to work on myself. Yeah. So it's it's a work. It's always going to be a work in pro- progress because we evolve, right? So we have to, we have to, as we evolve as a people, even at our age, we're still evolving, right? Mm-hmm. Because of circumstances, we're still evolving. We still, so we have to accommodate our love to ourselves with the things that are changing around us. Now, this one we've already touched on, but you have to have physical attraction. And yes. I don't mean, again, I'm gonna, I'm just going to say it because I'm bringing it up, but I don't mean um, it has to be down to a T. It could be one thing that fucking drives you crazy yeah. about this person. Right. And that, and, that, and that you have it. And finally, on my list, that it was a very hard lesson. And this is something that I constantly have to work on is don't go back. A person who treated you terribly will do it again and again and again. They won't change. I don't care. I don't care how much therapy they go through. They will not change with you. They will change after for another person, but they will not change for you, even if they go through intensive therapy. And I'm now, telling there's those occasions that people will change. There's those occasions, but they have to want to change themselves, not for you, but for themselves. Okay. So yes, there's an exception to every rule. So don't come at us saying, well, I've been with my partner for 25 years because he changed for me. No bitch. He changed for himself. Okay. And that's why it's working for you. So I do agree that the person now this goes back, this statement here goes, or what you just said goes back to one of mine where I said, you have to set boundaries, right? So let's just say, for instance, you start a relationship and you allow that person from the very get-go, even if they're joking, to call you a bitch or call you stupid or call or, or cuss, curse at you, right? That boundary has been crossed. So no matter if he's he or she is joking, um, being facetious, sarcastic, or just plain mean, that boundary will continue to get crossed over and over and over. So set your boundaries from the very beginning. Eldon and I set our boundaries from the very, very beginning. We don't curse at each other. We don't say, fuck off. We don't say, you're acting like a bitch. Because even that statement, although he didn't straight out call me a bitch, he's saying I'm acting like a bitch. Nope. Um, Once in a while, he'll say cabrona, but that's with love. (laughs) Ay, cabrona. That's Mm -hmm. with love. But Mm -hmm. um, we set those boundaries from the very beginning because Mm -hmm. once they're crossed, just like, you know, the first time somebody hits you, Mm -hmm. once that boundary is crossed, it's going to be hard for that person not to do it again to you. Now Mm -hmm. to the next person, he he or she might have already learned from you. So he's Mm going to, he or she will be careful with the next person. But with you, absolutely. I agree 100%. And I go back to my, my what I always say, what I always told the kids, going back to an ex is like if you vomit and you go and eat it. 
there's a reason why your body didn't tolerate it. So you vomited that X. Why would you go back? Why would you go back to eat it? Or the meme that we posted on our um, podcast IG, going back to an X, have you ever tried, you know, it's like taking a shit and trying to put the shit back in. Mm -hmm. Just keep that in mind. I agree with you. Don't go back. (laughs) Yeah. Don't go back. It's not going to change. And that's what I have at my age. Wow. And, and I think they're, they're a perfect, the, the ingredients you've given us for the love sandwich is per it's perfect. Now it's not all of the ingredients and we're not professionals. So, you know, don't, it's what we have learned thus far and we mm-hmm. will continue to learn. So, you know, with your next relationship, you'll learn other things that, that work for you or that you need as an agree, a sandwich, a love sandwich right. ingredients. And I love it. Right. I love it that, that we have dropped these, you know, gems because not everybody, you know, people are going to say, Oh yeah, I knew that, you know, you have to have physical attraction. I, I know that maturity starts with me, but you know, it could be that like me, you know, or, you know, the unconditional love, how I believe there is no such unconditional love. So somebody can be hearing this and saying, yeah, I knew that. I knew that. I knew that. But, you know, there's other little things that were like, what? Like the access, the access one is to me like, mm, I don't know. I don't know how to interpret that. Let me think about that. You know, it's it's a good one to put in my head to sit and think about. And maybe that's what I, you know, because I think, I think I should have full access to it alone. <laughs> and that was the thing that I believed in. I strongly believed in, but the ex, the therapist ex had that boundary set. And I had to learn how to like either accept it or not accept it. So, you know, she, see, that's where I'm saying that she's, she's to me, when you say that, it's like, Mm -hmm. you're saying it's okay to have walls up in a relationship. I don't think it's okay to have walls up because I want to be 110% transparent with you. Mm -hmm. If we're in a relationship, I don't think having walls up. Maybe because she was a, a different type of animal. I don't know. I think she I just know. fed you that to be like, don't ask me things. <laughs> don't, you know, was, don't it, ask it, it me things. No, and it wasn't about that. I'm trying to remember the context, but I do remember it was, see, see, that's what I mean when it came to my parents. I see outside of a relationship. Mm-hmm. I see how you have to have then I interpret it. You have to have boundaries outside of the, you know, you can't just yes, yes, yes. Cause another thing we said, learn to say mm-hmm. no. Right. So yes, yes, yes. Because they're your parents. I do see that, but within mm-hmm. a relationship, it trans, it translates for me differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'll have to, I'll have to work on that one. You have to think about I'll have it. to do that one. Yeah. I have to think about yeah. it. Yeah. But um, I love it. I love how, how, because, you know, I love, love, and I love everything about being in a relationship. Now I do, before I didn't. Mm-hmm. But I love love. I love to be in love. I love to feel love. I love the month of February. <laughs> I'm do you prepare for it ahead mother. of time? Do you do you prepare bef- like how long in advance do you like do you what do you do for your eldon? Like what are you planning something? How do you how do you pick the gifts? Like do you already start doing that now or when or how? Yeah. So as I said before, Christmas between the both of us is not about us, right? It's a it's about 
you know, getting for the kids or now the grandbaby, right? So it's not Christmas is for us, but Valentine's. And I think this was set in the very beginning of our relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I don't know. It's just, it's more, it's special to me because it's not that he doesn't show me every day how much he loves me, but it's just like, it, it's emphasized more. Like, this is about you. This is about him. This is about us together. So um, do I prepare for it? Well, I know what he he likes. So it's not like we go like, all out, but I know the chocolates he likes. I know the drink he likes. So yeah, I get all that ready. And, you know, he gets my roses. Now, this is a man who, uh, in the very beginning, I've, he's, you would not think, but he's, he's very romantic in the way that when we first met every Friday, I got a bouquet of, of roses every Friday. But the one in February, the bouquets of roses in February were twice as big as the other weeks. Um. Yeah. So he made it special that the, way. Does he still do that? No. That was the Friday. No. That was the first year. That's when he so took my next sinker. Yeah. <laughs> that's What's when he, he, took, he, he had to. It's not done. <laughs> wow. No, but he set the presents. I still get flowers. I still get my bouquets of flowers. Not every week. How he had the first week. Um, the first year of our relationship. Did he explain, <laughs> okay, I already got you, so I'm going to stop giving you flowers in the week? Or did you old Hawkeye, because I know you're a Hawkeye, say, wait a minute, what happened to my flowers? No, um, it was in the very beginning where he said, um, I don't know how he, the the verbiage, he, but he did tell me that the first year he just wanted to like make me feel that much more special. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I have like an itch in my throat. But um, and I knew that after our first year anniversary, it was gonna, it was gonna stop. It wasn't. It didn't stop. No, I should, I should rephrase that. It didn't stop. It no, was no, just no, gonna no. be but more the, sporadic. The weekly, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The weekly the stopped. Week but yeah, the weekly stopped. But yeah, continued. Also, the very first year, our very first Valentine's. His his was, um, very. It was a weekend. He did like a weekend getaway, weekend local getaway. So he took me to a concert. He took me to um, a very fancy restaurant. He took me to breakfast before. It was a very like extraordinary. Because you guys met in October on the app. We met, no, we met in January. Oh, I thought it was October. No, it was during Super Bowl, okay. like playoffs. That well, are you talking remember. about that February? Yeah, so that February was very extraordinary, very mm. yeah, for Valentine's. And and ever Zorra, since this is la nalgas on the second month. The second month, I would have given it to him the first night. She. He's the one that put the he's the one that put the stops to it. And it's funny cuz he put the stops to it because when we were just talking, not we hadn't met or anything, you know, that whole phone you're up all night talking so when we were getting to know each other through the phone calls before we even met he had told me um a, a story right and i was like mm, this guy has fucked around literally i said in my mind this guy has mm-hmm. fucked around so i you know i said you know if this is going to continue i said i've gone this far in my life okay because you know we're up there in age i've gone this far in my life with no STDs or STIs. So before we hit that 
milestone, um, I want to, you know, I want to get tested and I think you need to get tested too. So, <laughs> so that was our, it was very important for me to do that because I was like, hey, I found a, this in my life. No STI, I'm not going to get it from him. Uh-huh. As a side note, because you just said the, the golden age at that age, do you guys stay up late at night talking? Yes, there is. <laughs> I see though this stage, the the very beginning stage is my absolute favorite stage of a relationship. Oh my and that's god. another thing I should add to the ingredients. If you don't have that in the beginning at whatever age, it's a telltale sign of how that relationship is gonna be. Yeah. Another one. I agree with that, sis. I agree with that. And we many times we still talk and laugh about it like fucking and teenagers. He had work and he had he was a V. He would go into work at four o'clock in the morning. That means okay. he would uh-huh. get up in the morning at three o'clock in the morning to head on to work at four o'clock. Mm-hmm. And there was one where he was like, Okay, I gotta go get ready for work. We stayed up all freaking night to three o'clock in the morning. Um just talking and, and getting to know each other. And, and yeah, I felt hung over the next night without even having one drink the next day. Sorry. I, f- I felt yeah. hung over. So yeah, we, we had that, that now it's like having a conversation. And then you hear the snoring. Well, I'm having a conversation. <laughs> all jokes aside i think you're so right on that if you don't have that in the very beginning then how interested is he in you yeah and and you're gonna crave that you're gonna end up craving it without realizing that you're gonna end up craving it i love that stage oh i love that stage i i'll and you you know once you're in a in a stable relationship of course you're never gonna have that again but you could still have the little you know you could still put the little fire in there with, with certain things, but oh, I love that beginning stage of a relationship. It's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. And love is my biggest drug. It is. It is. You love to, it's always been, it's always been love. I love being in love. I think it's a big high. Like, you know, people joke when I say, you know, I love being in love. I love, love is, Oh, like that. We're going to play that song from um, lady Annabellum. Sober. It's called sober. And it's that. It's that. She says, if she goes, if I, something like, you know, when I die, I want to die from this drug, which is the drug of love. That's how I feel. Hmm. Hopefully I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll get that. If not, I think you will. I think everybody deserves to feel that kind of love. Everybody deserves to feel that kind of love. And if you don't and you haven't felt that kind of love, it'll come to you. But my biggest takeaway from this one hour conversation of love is work on yourself first because once you're ready to like you said to know yourself and love yourself first that's when the universe will say okay she's ready he she is ready mm-hmm. let's you know let's bring them their love partner because i think everybody deserves to feel this kind of love i think everybody should feel the the raunchy sex love too mm-hmm. just like animalistic animalistic <laughs> Yeah, that kind of love, that's great. And if you find both in one, you've hit the lotto. But if you've had one where it's like that, you know, animalistic love, but Mm -hmm. then you have this one where it's, um, or you have another one. But I I think everybody should, everybody deserves to feel this kind of love. I agree. I agree. And that's one thing that my mother taught me just by watching her. 
she's, it's sad to reach an age where you've never experienced that. Yeah. And that's, what has my model, what, what, what has my model in life been? My whole, since I was I a little I refuse girl. to be my mother, even though now you yep. sound, even though now you say things and you have her name. Right. Absolutely. I have I her first and last to name. to be my mother. I refuse yes. to be my mother. Exactly. And with that said, we go into the lies my mother told me. Is it my turn? Yes, it I is believe your it's turn. my turn. Okay. So since I mentioned it earlier, it's something that mom always told me and I really stuck to it. And I think even to this day at my age, I don't do it. Whenever I rolled my eyes or sucked my teeth in um, because of what she said, and now we're talking as adults, but she said it when I was a little kid, she said, you're going to get stuck that way. Don't look at me that way because you're going to get stuck that way. And I believed it. And to this day, I kind of do not roll my eyes at my mother. <laughs> That's true because she told she told me the same thing. And I, to this day, I don't roll the eyes. I don't roll in my head. I'll roll her my eyes yeah, at my mother. Yeah. But yeah. out in the open, I'm like, oh, heck no. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't want to stay stuck because that bruja is a bruja. So <laughs> that's gotta, funny because that's, that's, that's what the kids call us too, brujas. But I yes, I, I believe that too, that to this day, yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. Again, no scientific, no scientific facts to back that up. But None, but at my age, I still like if I look at her and she pisses me off, I turn away and then roll my eyes. Right. So but do you roll your eyes at anybody else? Let's say to a partner. Do you roll your eyes? No, I learned, I'm telling you, I yeah. learned that from the last one. I don't, I don't. Oh. Very effective. I, just, I never have. I've never been an eye roller because mom has always said we're going to get stuck that That's way. That's true too. That's true too. And yeah. I only have one good eye and I didn't want to fuck that one up. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a positive one. I think it's a positive one that she taught us. Yes. But um, with that, we are going to close out this love episode of our love sandwich and we hope that you guys take away something, something from it. Um, and that, like I said, I love this month. It's not even February yet, but we're starting off uh, in the February episode. And I love it, love it, love it, love it. I wish you guys could see my sister's face when she talks about February. and how she I just love the month of February. I love all the red. You know, my favorite color is red. I just love it. I love it. I'm so, I. it's the best month out of the year, if I say yes, so myself. It is. It is. <laughs> you know what? Since I'm not going to have a date, I already put it out there. Since I'm not going to have a date, let's see what I decide to do now as a grown up that loves herself. Yeah. Her. Yeah. Let's take see what yourself happens. out. Maybe that's what take I'm going to do. Take yourself out. Yeah, you should. Maybe. You should take yourself out. I'll be in Hawaii. So that's right. El, El Don and I will be celebrating our favorite holiday in Hawaii with our granddaughter. Ooh. Yeah. So she's our little. Really, are you going to plan? Are you going to plan on doing something with your granddaughter so the two kids can go out and celebrate? Oh their own? yeah. I mean, this whole thing, they can go out, they can do whatever they want. They can leave the state if they want. I encourage them to. <laughs> okay. Okay. You're staying with them. I am staying with them. Yes. I will be staying there. See how that them. goes. Are we going on hiatus? Um, yeah, we need to talk about that because we are closing out our season one. Okay. We have reached 10 full episodes. This is 11, right? I think so. Yes. 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 This is 11. So we should close our season one. And I think 
Trish and I have ideas about season two. Again, this was a trial trial and error. <laughs> what we like, what we don't like. It, you know, some of the things we dropped already. And then I think you and I need to discuss some other things that we're gonna keep and what we're gonna but we may, you know, tweak some things for season yes. two. Yes. So, so um yes. Con eso, we're going to sign off. We thank everybody for listening and your continued loyalty. Loyalty is another big one for the love sandwich. But <laughs> Does that go Anyways, on top in the middle somewhere or at the bottom? That has to go That has to go on top. I learned that. Yes, that's the fun. Um, anyways, thank you guys for listening. And as always, se la lavan. Bye. Bye. Bye.